0: Literally all, we were all the, mediocre
1: at all our things. We
0: did all the activity. Our parents signed us up for as many things as they could, thinking they were going to have stars. We were terrible, but we loved it. That was the thing. Welcome back to the Inglorious RBG. I hope you had a great week. Um, I have some great recommendations for you guys. Um, Firstly, I'm reading a book called One by One by Ruth Ware. It's a thriller based around a corporate team who um, they have this company called Snoop, which I love. Um, And they go on a ski trip in the French Alps where everything basically goes wrong. Um, There's some murder mystery involved and secret little office romances. Um, and it's just overall a very exciting book. I also read a book called One Summer in Italy by Sue Moorcroft. Um, it's very light, it's like a heartwarming summer read. It wasn't my favorite of all time, uh, it was a bit cheesy but it had some fun romantic scenes and there was an engaging enough storyline to keep you wanting to read more about the characters. But I definitely recommend One by One by Ruth Ware. My album of the week is Faith by Pop Smoke. Great beats, um, lots of good collabs in the album, and it goes hard when it needs to. Um, Yeah I really like Pop Smoke, although obviously he's gone too soon. But yeah definitely check out his new album, it came out late July. Um, and then TV wise. Okay, firstly, Outer Banks season two. I can't get enough of this show. I honestly wasn't expecting much when I watched the first season. But when I started watching it, I was like, where has this been all my life? It's the high school show that we need, like, it's not like a silly. I mean, it's silly, but it's not like this classic high school drama type of show. It's really, it's, a, it's like, an, it's an adventure. Like, obviously they're going to do dumb shit because they're high school kids. It's obviously very exaggerated, but they're trying to uncover, like, years worth of family's mysteries and treasures. And, of course, there is, like, high school puppy love, and it's so cute. And I don't know. I love it. I think it's a great show. But even more so, this show I am obsessed with. I am heartbroken because today that I'm recording is the last episode, and this show is The White Lotus, It's on HBO or Crave. I'm obsessed. It is my favorite show of the year. Um, It's just a satire that follows a group of rich guests at this hotel in Hawaii called the White Lotus. It's beautiful, but the storyline just gets darker and darker each episode. And the cast is just stacked. I mean, you have Jennifer Coolidge, who's Stifler's mom, um, Jake Lacey, who's in high fidelity in the office, Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria, Alexandra Daddario, Connie Britton, and nearly all the characters they basically suck in one way or another, but it's supposed to like it's supposed to mock the 1% and imperialism and the American dream. Um, so naturally, you kind of hate the characters, but you also love them. Um, I really like Paula. I mean, she I don't think is part of the rich, wealthy, white American dream personas that most of the characters who are the guests um, really are on the show. And basically, um, the drama is very subtle at first, and like usually when I'm hooked with a show, it's because at first I'm like, oh, this is blatantly funny, or I'm the storyline super thrilling, and I can't stop. Um, But it, it took its time, like in the first two episodes, I'd say, but then everything just perfectly and subtly is comedic and suspenseful that you won't be able to stop. That's just what I have to say about it. Again, it's only six episodes, and I'll be watching the last episode today. Um, so this isn't a spoiler, but I will be giving some spoilers as I get to my conclusion. But my theory, I do think someone's going to die. I mean, from the beginning, there's someone being loaded onto the plane. We heard from this old couple at the airport with Jake Lacey's character that someone dies at the White Lotus and Shane is clearly very upset about it. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's Rachel, his, uh, his wife or the woman he goes on his honeymoon with. I don't think it's her I think that she leaves him because he's a shit and she deserves better and trust me you have to watch it to understand like he's terrible Um, I feel like it's either Paula who dies um, because with the whole thing that went down with Kai where she got him to go and like rob Olivia her friend's family I think that that's going to have her on edge or she'll interact with Kai or someone will find something out and then she's going to die Or i think armin the hotel manager he's gonna die because he's been spiraling throughout the entire show and shane would be upset about it because he doesn't get the chance to get revenge on armin for quote-unquote messing up his and rachel's honeymoon um so yeah rachel in my opinion the biggest thing is that rachel just has to leave shane uh for the rest of the honeymoon in order to him for him to be with his mother so yeah um those are my recs of the week if anything just please watch the white lotus it, I mean, I just can't get enough of it. I can't wait for season two. Apparently there'll be a new cast, but I wish this cast could stay forever, but it's just such a good show. Okay, so on today's episode, I have one of my longtime best friends, Ari, here to talk about, basically to talk about individuality, how she kind of grew into herself when she separated from her family and friends at home and went to school with a whole new group of people. Um, We kind of talk about that and then we get into having some fun. We do a big bachelor recap and we also will talk about our horoscopes and how we think that relates to personality and if we really agree with our horoscopes or our astrological signs or zodiac signs or not. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode with Ari and remember that you can follow, like, subscribe to my channels and my social media. My Instagram is Robin Brooke with three E's and inglorious rbg podcast and on Twitter it's just inglorious rbg so let's bring out Ari on the podcast with me today I'm joined by the sweetest most curious psychiatry resident you've ever known she's my best friend she's a real bad bitch and she played Kelsey in our grade six production of high school musical and she's here today to share her wisdom and thoughts on individuality and her pursuit of getting to know herself welcome Ari Wow!
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor! Um, I'm so glad that Kelsey made an appearance. You forgot to mention that I was also Seidel and Fiddler on the Roof and John in Peter Pan. But that's okay. We'll we'll move on.
0: You're right. I did miss a few of your big productions, but right. that was the one that you know. Obviously, I remember the most because well, because you were Gabriella. We did it together.
1: Yes. Oh no, were you? Troy? No, you were Gabriella. You were Gabriella.
0: Troy was a little a little girl. Little girl.
1: We killed it as Gabriella. That was a great time. Well, thank you for having me. You're so happy to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you. Um, Obviously, it's been a long time coming. We've Mm -hmm. wanted to do this for a while now, so it's very nice. We have indeed. my friend. So before we get into the gist of things, which again is about, you know, talking about individuality, um, I don't like. I don't know. I don't really want to say finding yourself, but just kind of diff- like for you. I think we talked about this before, but differentiating yourself from your twin sister and just kind of like finding your own, figuring out what you enjoy solely, just you as Ari. What makes you unique? <laughs> it's funny because not, I don't think either of us are really into astrology, but it's interesting. And I. It think, was fun. Yeah, like we just started talking about it. But before we do that, we do have yes. some thoughts on the Bachelorette finale always and just finished always ari what were your thoughts because when i saw you last you were just about to watch
1: yeah you came over and you so graciously dropped off cupcakes and some vino for my birthday which was so nice my and birthday. then i scurried off to go watch the bachelor and sure. i you know what i can never pay attention i'm always on my phone half the time and when it finished i was like man i should have taken notes for the podcast <laughs> i think the biggest takeaway point for me was that justin didn't get enough airtime Because when I was scrolling through Instagram during the show, I saw that he posted a picture and Katie gave this like long comment back and it sounded like they had these inside jokes and this whole relationship and we didn't see it. Mm -hmm. We didn't see it at all. And I felt like it was so weird that Connor and that guy from VN, I forget his name. Andrew. Andrew, they didn't make it to the final two. And... Justin did because it seemed like they all had such good relationships but it seems like Justin actually did have a strong relationship with her and they just didn't show it which is
0: sad yeah you know you're so right at the end he just seemed very heartbroken like it seemed very very real for him yeah and from what you would have seen on the show it didn't seem like they had that not that they didn't have a great connection they seemed to have a lot of fun together but it didn't seem like they had this very deep connection that he really talked about having with her afterwards
1: yeah. It didn't sound like they really talked ever. So yeah. it was, it was weird, but I, I wasn't surprised with what happened. Like the second that Greg left, I was like, okay, so Blake's going to win. Yeah. But, but yeah. What are your thoughts on the ending, Robin?
0: What are my thoughts? Uh, yeah, With Blake and Katie, I mean, I think earlier on, I even said, as soon as like Blake came on, I was like, they are, they do have a connection Chemistry though was the biggest part of their connection. I'd say, like they both clearly are physical people. Yeah. Um, and obviously we all knew that going into it. And I think Aunt Lindsay saw that? that. Who saw that?
1: <laughs> Aunt Lindsay or whatever oh, the, Aunt the, Lindsay the aggressive aunt's that.
0: name was. <laughs> oh my god, she was the high like the low light. As in, I was very nervous and thought about how she's just the kind of person I could never probably tolerate in my life. Hmm um just not 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 good energy um <laughs> did
1: you see that blake's mom instagrammed a picture of her sitting yes. next to the tv with aunt Lindsay, and she was like thanksgiving should be fun
0: oh that'll be that'll <laughs> be so interesting i mean i hope that they sh- actually show us going- i hope they make it that far see that's what i'm thinking I they i don't know katie's supposedly moving to canada or she is coming to canada but who knows? I don't know. Who
1: knows? What Are they going to move to Hamilton as someone who lived in Hamilton for three years? I don't know if Katie knows what she's signing up for. <laughs> they have that one pizza place that's really good. Bread bar. They have a ton of great restaurants. I live downtown. Downtown Hamilton is great. They have great restaurants. It's a good place to live. I just think yeah. she has probably never heard of it before. And, like, Definitely not. it's not exactly, like... I don't know if you don't have, it's not the most exciting place to move. Sorry if anyone listening to this is from Hamilton.
0: Maybe yeah, a lot of Hamilton listeners are, you're offending everybody. I think that they would have fun together. They do have a lot of similarities. Um, I, I just like, I don't know. I don't know if they will balance each other, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I could see them having like really good highs and really good, low, really low lows. Big lows yeah. But I think it'll
1: be tough. We'll see. It's also if, the borders close again. Best of luck to Katie and Blake.
0: Yeah, seriously. So
1: we'll see. But I mean, I'm not surprised with what happened. Poor Blake, because Aunt Lindsay told Blake that he doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, that was and he made it through that. So you know what? Kudos to Blake. It was yeah, that was actually very disappointing. <laughs> because- <laughs> it was so mean. Could you imagine the first time you meet like your, your partner's family and they're just grilling you and making you feel so unwelcome like I get that the show like the process and it's a weird type of meetup kind of thing like a lot of parents obviously have some issues with it I don't think my parents would ever really want me to go on the show but like they no. would never they would never like talk to a person like that your mom would give out the guy cheek kisses would that no you know what? I don't know if she would she didn't like because of COVID probably but right. Also, she didn't give um, the ex last summer any kisses when First arriving, I know. Shocking. I think it must have been COVID, but at the same time, just very, very interesting for my mom. Yeah, out of character. Out uh, very out of character. <laughs> so okay, so that's that's our thoughts. That's um, Bachelor. Yeah, that's Bachelor. But you know, going on to the uh, the Bachelor, you kind of have to have an idea of who you are, what you want, in order to not lose your mind and composure on this show.
1: Hmm, like someone we know, like so- who do Gregory. We know?
0: oh great. <laughs> yeah I, yeah that was that was that's a whole other thing that I could talk about for a long time because yeah everyone's arguing on the internet yeah um yeah so like just going into an international reality tv show you must have you must know a bit about who you are and like what you want in order to kind of figure out a if you're compatible with like another person and also just be able to withstand some of the criticisms that you're obviously going to receive and whatever being rejected or not yeah so firstly before we dive into like all the deeper deeper stuff Mm -hmm. um let's talk a bit about who you are Ari oh I love talking about myself okay you know again like you and I have talked about we got on a walk and you talked about you moving away from med school which was the first time you were really not um at home especially with your with Lanny like your twin And also just like really your own time to just meet new people and be by yourself. So, Yeah, I mean, there's that's a really tough
1: question because there's so many things that you define yourself based off of, which is, I think, part of what we're going to talk about. Like there's my identity in relation to my family and friends. So I guess in this case, when you asked me to introduce myself, I said how I'm related to you. But then there's also like I can introduce myself from like a professional perspective. What do I do for work? Or what my hobbies and interests are, or
0: my values. Because it's true, we do like define ourselves by our jobs, our roles within the family, within our environment, within our friendships. Uh, But as an individual, like what makes you yourself unique? Okay, let's see what makes me unique. (laughs) Um, I don't, Robin, that's a toughie. Sorry, sometimes again, like it feels like a job interview because. You
1: know what? This is kind of like a job interview. The good thing is. The, one of the last interviews I had, I spilled coffee on my dress just minutes before walking in. So now I don't have to worry about that. So don't have any coffee on me. Perfect. Um, if you asked me this a few years ago, I would have said, okay, like I define myself as like a daughter or a sister or a friend or like a student. It's like, tree resident. And then I didn't really think more deeply about like who I was individually. And I don't still like totally know. I don't think anyone totally knows. Like we're always kind of trying to figure that out. But I think like, I think as Robin mentioned, I grew up as an identical twin. I mean, I guess I still am one. (laughs) And, um, and you're going to laugh because you remember how much I hated it when we were kids, when you guys called us 20s. I think if Shannon, Shannon, shout out, if you're listening, she'll probably tell you that story about me and Lanny getting mad at you guys for calling us (laughs) 20s when we were kids. Um, But truly, like I found it so distressing because I felt like I didn't really have my own identity. And I felt like everything Lanny did impacted how I was going to be perceived. And so, as you know, we're very hypercritical of each other. And I think it was like, because I was so concerned, like how she presented would, you know, be how I was perceived and vice versa. And I think like, as a kid, I just saw myself as like fitting within, you know, we were sisters. I had my friends, that was who I was. And the traits that I saw in myself were the traits that Lanny and I shared. And even though I knew we were really different, like I didn't know really what made us different. I didn't know what traits were like strictly Ari. Like I didn't really have a way I could point a finger on it or like really know. And then we tried to separate for undergrad, as you know, but that didn't work out. Again, shout out to Haley and Jen, our high school friends, because we went to university with them and then ended up sticking together the four of us and living in a house with two of our other friends. But anyways, long story short, Lanny and I, in fact, did not separate. And so still like the identity that I built throughout undergrad, I started to slowly branch off from her and like do my own thing. And I kind of found some things that I was interested in um, on my own. But it wasn't really until I went off to medical school that I really noticed like how much my identity was tied into the other people in my life. Because this was the first time that I had ever gone anywhere by myself. I was like dropped off in a new city alone without knowing a soul and I really noticed like okay now I have to make all these new friends like how am I going to present myself like what are the traits that I have like what kind of things am I looking for in these friends what am I going to have in common with them and it was kind of this like weird point where all of a sudden I was like oh my god I'm on my own here and I don't even really know it made me realize kind of like I've never done something like this before right um and I actually recently spoke to my friend Maggie shout out if she happens to be listening to this about this how like when I first shout met out. my really wonderful group of friends in Hamilton like I had to learn out I learned like really like what my role was in, as an individual within that group and like the qualities of mine that like made me fit in well with those friends were things that like I maybe didn't realize about myself before or didn't know right um I don't know if I'm really making sense but I think Long story short, it was kind of like, I always just had these set roles that I saw for myself. And then all of a sudden I was dropped off in a new city and I was like, oh my God, who am I? And like, what are the things that I'm going to kind of like do to like meet other people? And what are the things that they're going to see in me as an individual? Cause they didn't know that my twin sister existed.
0: Right. As we grow up, we are so tied to who we hang out with and we don't real, I don't know. Like, I don't think teenagers really spend much time thinking about who they are. Um, there's the developmental stages whatever. whatever. Yeah. Like, you don't really start discovering yourself until you're like late adolescence, like young adulthood. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, like you said, like being alone brought you out of your comfort zone and forced you to question what you bring to the table and what you want from other people around you.
1: Yeah. And like, even just like, This is gonna, this sounds weird, but like I never really hung out with friends alone. It was always me and Lanny. And so, like, even just like having a one on one, like hanging out with someone one on one was like somewhat new to me in some ways. I mean, not really, like, obviously I had done that before, but I was really making these friends all on my own. And I think those friendships taught me a ton about myself because I find, I kind of found out like the type of people I gravitate towards when I'm alone and how those might differ from the people that like my sister gravitates towards and like what my role kind of with in the group was and how people perceive me. Like I think something that like I kind of figured out with time more was like what I'm interested in. And like, you know, obviously psychiatry is something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that I developed over time. And then personality a little bit more, which is maybe more different with than what I used to be, but is still the same. Like I am kind of this like childish, silly person. Like I'm probably one of the most childish people you know, but also at the same time one of the most mature people. Like I'm this weird Suck. mix of like kind of having like a major case of Peter Pan syndrome, but also being an old lady You're in very one playful. person.
0: You're very playful, but also very mature.
1: Yeah, it's like this weird weird combo of things that I think I only really discovered about myself like as I kind of got older and like, was on my own. Because um, I think some of those weird traits of mine are
0: maybe more unique to me than they are to Lani, and then she has her own traits. Well, that makes complete sense, because we do, as humans, as you probably know, have very stable personality traits for the most part. Um, Obviously, there can be situational factors that change those, like all of our thoughts and feelings and emotions um, typically do remain fairly consistent throughout our lives, again, unless something, it's something that we begin working on or it's something that's changing based on who we're surrounded with or or what's going on around us. You just, in general, you obviously are, like you grew up in the same household, had the same friends, and like even I, don't think I started hanging out with you guys separately until a couple years ago, and then you kind of had this opportunity to just like branch out and just do all the things that make you you. Because like you again, like you said, like you are you are someone who is silly, but you're also at the same time very mature, which makes you very relatable, but also someone that you can count on. And it's not like like Lanny doesn't have those traits as well, but it just differently. Yeah, <laughs> Lanny, you're not playful or mature. <laughs>
1: the main point that I had told to Robin eight months ago on our walk was that like finding out who you are, isn't really something that you think about when you're young and it's not something you really put a lot of thought into and a lot of attention into. And for me, it wasn't something that really came to mind until I was alone and I was kind of forced to figure out what I wanted in terms of the friendships I made. But also I was in a three-year program where we had to pick a specialty pretty much right out of the gate. And that's why I had to figure out like what I wanted in a career pretty early on in there. And like, I had to learn a lot about myself pretty quickly and um do it on my own. And I think a lot of people a lot of my friends told me like after coming home from medical school that I didn't like they I they feel like I'm a different version of myself. Not that I changed, but that like they saw that I kind of grew into myself a little bit more in those three years. Yeah. Um just because I kind of had to think about those things that I had never had to think about before. And I've noticed that in a new you, Robin. You're a lot more like reflective and thinking about those things we've talked about this but i think it's it's something that you don't often think about but then it's kind of when you're put in those situations where you're like okay like what am i
0: doing here who am i what do i want out of this it kind of forces you to think about those things absolutely and i don't think and i don't think like we're like going through life walking down the streets consciously thinking about oh who am i today like (laughs) what's different about me but like when when you know like when you're lying in bed or like (laughs) Every so often you have a thought about like thinking about myself a year ago compared to, to now, I feel different or something is different. I feel more mature. I feel more stable, I feel more secure within myself and things like that. And I think that's kind of what we say, like when you came back from med school, like it just seemed like you were more a secure, evolved version of Ari.
1: I think it's also like what you said, it's those life experiences. Like I think sitting all day and thinking about it isn't gonna do much for no, you. Absolutely. It's kind of the life experiences. Like, you know, we separated, you went off to, to your undergrad and you had all these life experiences. And then we would, you know, meet up again over the summer. And it was like, you knew a little bit more about who you were and I knew a little bit more about who I was. And it was like, with all these new experiences we were having with new people in new cities, new things. When you went off to your masters, like some of those experiences were tough but you kind of in sometimes even in the tough times learn about you either learning how strong you can be through those tough thing times or like what you need during those tough times yep. or why it was such a tough time for you? Maybe that tells you something a little bit about yourself. Um, and so for me, I think like the big lesson for me was during those three years that I was kind of away without anyone I knew from home because my entire life I had done everything with you guys. We went to under, we went to, um, you know, elementary school together and then high school never really did anything alone Mm -hmm. and that really allowed me to never ever ever step outside my comfort zone Mm -hmm. Um, I was always comfortable I was never had to be scared going to medical school um, was the first time I was really like pushed out of my comfort zone because I didn't know a soul and I had to really like figure out what was going on and what I needed to do and what I wanted and that taught me a lot about myself
0: how did those experiences throughout med school because you said it was a time crunch but also you were on your own how did that lead you then to psychiatry yeah it's on who you were
1: oh I mean it's kind of interesting because when I say I kind of figured it out through med school I kind of knew before I actually um I kind of always knew that I wanted a job where I like worked with people learned their stories kind of had like the privilege to be like in their lives in a way very nosy person um and I don't know if you remember but we were in the same grade 10 careers class right oh yeah no, so we, weren't. no we, weren't. we weren't with no me. okay well whoever was we had to do a project on our future career and so I remember like coming up to my mom and being like it's between psychology psychiatry and social work because I had googled like which careers like we work with like mental health and with people and families and blah 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 and those three popped up so I asked my mom to like explain to me the three and then I was like oh, psychiatry sounds like too much school psychology doesn't I don't know if that's for me I picked social work at the end And also, like, there's a lot of, like, there were social workers in my family. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, And I did the project on it. I ultimately decided that it wasn't for me um, for whatever reason that a grade 10 would decide that a career is not for them. And that was it. But, like, the reason I bring that up is because I'm not someone who, like, many people can say, like, oh, I've wanted this career since I was a child. Like, that wasn't me. But I have that memory of having that kind of, like, conversation in grade 10 careers. So I know that that seed was, like, planted around then. Um, and then I did my undergrad in, I did a like an arts and science mixed degree and I did it in psychology was my arts and neuroscience was my science. So I like liked psychology, you know, I was one of those psychology yeah. undergrad students. Like that was my thing. Um, I liked it. And so I didn't know that I necessarily wanted to go to medical school, but then like a lot of my friends did and my sister did and she was writing her MCAT exam. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write my MCAT exam this summer. And oh, so um, I kind of, kind of like n- knew I wanted it, but I wasn't as dead set. Yeah. And then once I did it and I became more dead set on it, like I, I told myself I was going to medical school to be a child psychiatrist. Like that was what I thought I was going to do. And I remember like, I still have the card Shannon wrote me when I got in and it was like, you're going to be a great child psychiatrist. Like that's what I was saying that I was going to do. Um, and then I got to medical school and I was like, I don't want to do five years of residency. I really like family medicine. Maybe I'll do family medicine instead. Um, toyed with that for a long time, applied to both, but then ultimately like chose psychiatry because I just was always happiest when I was doing psychiatry. Like all my rotations where I was doing psychiatry, I was just the happiest. I loved it so much more than anything else. And it made me happy and I enjoyed going to work. So that was why I ultimately
0: chose it. Um, but yeah, that's no, my I definitely- long-winded version. <laughs> no, but you, you touched on some very good points. Like you had, there was something in you that always was kind of attracted to the field, but then it also took going back and forth to finally choose it in the end, even though like you wavered for a bit just because of like the dauntingness of it being five years versus family family medicine. Family
1: medicine is two, And at the time I was worried looking back, it was, it was stupid of me, but I was worried about like where I was going to match and maybe it right. wouldn't be near home. And I wanted to be near my family and friends and, and my boyfriend. And I was, uh, I was hesitant to get matched somewhere far for five years. So I kind of tried to convince myself I wanted family medicine because then I thought, well, if I end up far away, it's only for two years. Um, and then after doing the interview process and everything, I was like, this is stupid. This is my dream. Why would I give that up? And so you are. I went for it. I'm glad you. I'm
0: glad you stuck with it.
1: Yeah, me too. I now I can't believe I ever considered doing something else. Like I'm so glad that I stuck with it. But I really did try to convince myself. Now you're you're getting to almost be halfway. So yeah, and and now that I'm like I'm happy with it, and I'm happy to spend the years. Honestly, the thought of like you know being off on my own scares me. And if I had done family medicine, I'd be off on my own next year. But um, yeah, that was kind of my that was my dilemma, and then you know, looking back, I did, like, this was always something that I had wanted to do. And so I thought in like 20 years, am I going to regret,
0: regret that? Mm -hmm. And I I think this also like relates to you as who you are as a person, like you're a patient person. And a psychiatrist, you know, needs to be patient, because you have to sit down and listen, like you said, listen to people and learn a bit about their lives before you can really, and it takes time to have people open up to you. So a lot of, I think a lot of traits that you do have just that from what I think of you relate well to what someone would want in a psychiatrist. So this is basically just an ad for people to go to you when they need a psychiatrist. Yeah, right. Maybe not yet. Not yet.
1: Ari <laughs> <laughs> <already laughs> still has some time. It's it. funny that you say I'm patient because I think my family would say otherwise. But <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. That's what <laughs> all all these things are different in different roles in our lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I'm trying to help my dad with like something uh, on the computer, he says I'm impatient
0: oh so does my mom <laughs> we, it's hard it's hard honestly I don't even want to get into it <laughs> sorry mama a <laughs> better idea if you are and like you said we're always evolving always changing and we're growing and blah blah do you still find that you're able to like maintain your own individuality and uniqueness in all of your in your relationships
1: I try to I think coming back especially during COVID it's it's, it's hard it's easy to kind of like fall a little bit back into who you were and I think Um, for me, one of the things I couldn't do this during COVID, but like, I kind of developed some new hobbies over the past few years. And I was like, I'm going to, I really want to keep those up. Um, you know, like I, I really, one of the things I did during those three years was like, I really pushed myself out of my comfort zone more than I ever would. Like, I'm pretty, I'm not shy, but I also am shy at the same time. Like I'm shy, but I also love attention. It's kind of like a mix. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, my friend Maggie painted me a picture that's, uh, that says center of attention for my birthday oh, one because so I like pretend that I'm all shy, but then I like kind of low key yeah. like the attention. <laughs> You're <laughs> but, an actor. Yeah. I'm an actor, but um, like I auditioned for the musical, like the, the music oh, yeah. is like so out of my comfort zone, but I was like, I've always wanted to do this since being Kelsey. Fucking and so I, I was, I really wanted to do it at Guelph and I was too nervous. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because if I suck doesn't matter but if as long as I'm having fun
0: you did not suck thank At you so all. much you Robin were- was
1: Robin was rooting and tooting from I the think audience <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> but like it just showed me that it just you just got to do things that make you happy and you learn more about yourself so like that was I guess an example I feel like I'm in an interview now but remember I said before like going somewhere on my own pushing myself out of my comfort zone right allowed me to learn about myself and that I remember that experience taught me a lot about myself because I pushed myself so far in my, like that was way out of my comfort zone
0: mm-hmm. and
1: taught me a lot about myself and so I really tried to do that when I was there like I got involved in way more things than I would ever do I started dragon boating I picked up rock climbing like who do I think I am like a crunchy granola type of girl no but yeah. I rock climb now Please um,
0: explain crunchy granola because that's a very u-term
1: okay crunchy granola is like someone who rock climbs like someone who's like they like to go camping. They go rock climbing. They like
0: nature, very nature native.
1: hiking, active fit. Very, this crunchy
0: granola, like kind of like the a, someone who wears a beanie, you know, yeah, a beanie and has Tim's, yeah, but also has hiking boots and yeah. hiking socks.
1: They have like a variety of shoes depending on the activity,
0: uh, of course.
1: So that's not me, um, but I just kind of was like the more things that came my way i was like instead of saying no which is what i would normally do i was like sure and yes. i found all these hobbies and i don't think they define me like i still wouldn't define myself as miss crunchy granola but <laughs> i just like i think you find new things about yourself that you enjoy and then it, you know it's just like a nice thing to have kind of you know i've never really been one to have a hobby i was always like subpar at everything i did as a kid like i was overprogrammed oh, but yeah. never excelled in any of my overprogrammed was, activities was, like, all, all, five, all of us
0: all five <laughs> In elementary school, we like a little, little, like, Ari, Lanny, me, Shannon, Loren. Literally, we all mediocre
1: at all our things. We
0: did all the activities. Our parents signed us up for as many things as they could, thinking they were going to have stars. We were terrible, but we loved it. That was the we thing. It's it. like, I loved all my activities besides
1: piano. I never liked piano lessons. But you but every, I still went, and I never excelled. I was terrible. Yeah. I was a terrible dancer, terrible at tennis. What else? Everything. Not good. But I I loved it and that was kind of the main thing. And so but then the problem is when you're a kid, you don't care if you're bad. You're like, whatever, yeah. I'm having fun. And then you become a teenager and you have to start wearing deodorant and you're like, Oh my God, this now everyone's judging me. Like you start to be more self-conscious. Um, and that's when I kind of like, you know, as a kid, I auditioned for the play. I was Chelsea, but then I kind of took on this new attitude. The older I get. I think we've talked about this. The closer yeah. we get to thirty, we're like, whatever. I don't <laughs> care if people think as much. So I'm just like trying all the activities and I'm not good at any of them, but it's kind of like just
0: fun. I completely agree. I, I, I think I have like a very, I'm like, I really don't give a shit for the most part.
1: Yeah. You're, you've grown in that for sure.
0: Yeah. Like, I think just like you said, like in high school, you're self-conscious and even like an undergrad kind of thing. You think, oh, what do people think of me?
1: So self-conscious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And some people are, don't have like never, you know, some people struggle with it, but don't. You don't show it as much or just seem like they're kind confident and even like Landy said to me and even someone else said on the podcast like i always thought oh hannah when she was on the podcast she said you seemed like confident in high school and you like did.
1: i always thought you were so confident with your poof poof
0: okay so like in high i think but in high school i literally just thought i i don't know I, I thought, you were, you were so cool that. thanks sorry i really appreciate it i was not in my mind i was like very you know i was like self-conscious didn't have a lot of life experiences i would say but at the same time, like, I think my mom really always just sh- told me, do what, make- like, do what makes you happy, wear what makes you happy. Um, and she was very, like, supportive of, like, you trying to, or me trying to be, you two are, but me trying to just be content in whatever it was I was doing, you can just try and, like, be secure in my own skin, which, again, took a lot of time, not just because of, like, body image things, but, like, because of mental things as well. But then, like you said, like trying new hobbies, that's been a big thing, you know, especially since like my breakup last summer, like I feel like I've been doing so many things, enjoy my life. Um, And hobbies like tie so much into like, I think, who I am as a person. Of course, like you said, we weren't very good at things growing up. And I don't consider myself to be so great at all the things that I do now. But like, you know, we go paddleboarding and things like that, and it's adventurous, and that's what you define yourself as. Like I define myself as like adventurous. Like I like to travel. Can't travel now, so now we're just going paddleboarding. Now we paddleboard. Robin yeah. and I went paddleboarding
1: together. We were so proud. We both we both started paddleboarding, and we went together. And there was like a huge windstorm type situation, and all we were that was
0: terrible. It was all of a sudden. Like we were totally fine. We just went out. And then all of a sudden on the way back, this wind starts to pick up and it's going the opposite way. So like it's resist like we're being resisted. And we cannot get off. back to shore. Yeah, we did not get back to shore. It took us like two times the time that it took us to get there. Anyway. And you had a little fall on the way. I did have a fall. I had a fall and I was so yeah. I think um, like you said, hobbies, they don't necessarily relate 100% to who we are as a person but they definitely help us which is obviously some, somewhat related to who we are as people
1: yeah yeah I just think like being someone who tries new things is like a new I guess a new thing for me in some ways and it's also now when I'm in like one of those like icebreaker activities and they ask about hobbies I don't have to like giggle and say I don't have one
0: I'm <laughs> Like I rock climb I'm, a cram- I'm like I,
1: climb. I went for the first time in like two years last night you did. um I did go rock climbing last night. I really lost all the, Cause I started rock climbing in 2019 for like a few months. And then I stopped cause school got busy and then it was the pandemic. So I went back to it with one of my friends. Um, we went last night and we really lost all of our skills, but we tried hard. The place we went to was a lot harder than the place we went to in Hamilton. Oh, okay. Um, but it was, it was fun. It was really fun. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah.
0: You, Ari. We That's were the least fun. crunchy granola ones there though. Of course. Yeah. You don't have to be a crunchy granola to do anything. You can do whatever your heart desires. Yeah, more like a mushy yogurt or something. A mushy yogurt. (laughs) That wasn't as funny as I thought it was. (laughs) I like it. Um, Okay, should we get into our horoscopes and whether we agree or disagree about how things roll with us?
1: I would love to do that.
0: Okay, let's pull it up, Ari. Are we starting with
1: yours or mine?
0: How about you read a bit – I'll read yours first.
1: Okay, and then I'll read
0: yours. And then I'll read, and then I'll read yours. Then we'll go through, like, we're going to – Okay, so obviously this isn't going to relate to everybody, but you can all pull up astrology com if you – Great site. Yeah, exactly. If you would like to, like, learn a bit about more – Not sponsored. Uh, yeah, not sponsored at all, but astrology. To be honest, I've listened to some podcasts and – um. Yeah. I've listened to some podcasts and like I read up a bit about astrology. Like I didn't even know. Apparently like you can have, you have like your, so this is our sun rising, Ari.
1: (laughs) Okay. What does that mean?
0: Well, it's, I guess it's with the calendar that's related to the sun.
1: Is there a calendar that's
0: related to the moon? Yeah. Like the Chinese calendar is related to the moon. And then, so this is just the sun rising. So this is our, like with the typical like calendar that we use.
1: Oh, like the, the calendar we use in Canada is the sun, yes, based the sun. calendar. We, yes, the sun. Okay, and then so there's no.
0: a moon rising as well. I think mine's yeah. in Capricorn. I also only learned part of these things because of Elena Del Rey's song where she goes, my moon's in Leo, my Cancer is on because she's a Cancer. Oh, uh, okay. So then I said like, oh, what's, a, what's my moon? So then yeah. I think my moon's in Capricorn. This is a whole other thing. You need to know the time of your birth. Anyways, so Ari's a Leo, which is between July 23rd to August 22nd. And I'm a Taurus, which is april 20th to may 20th so okay. ari, ari as a leo they say you are get into it well, yeah they say your strengths are that you're creative passionate generous warm-hearted cheerful and humorous
1: i think i would, I would get humorous out of there because of my
0: much yogurt <laughs> joke <laughs> no <laughs> okay fine <laughs> That one that one that one no i think that for the most part this really relates. Really, all right you're humorous we all know Thank you. you so much robin um weaknesses this is where i think it's very false for you because this is just so not ari um arrogant stubborn self-centered lazy inflexible no that is not you what I'm are you a little
1: lazy sometimes when it comes to like i'm not lazy when it comes to things that have to be done it's like the random things like renewing my license Okay. My, my driver's license is fully expired that's right so now. That's so annoying. That kind of stuff. Um, but otherwise, I'm not lazy. You like, like to sleep in.
0: You do like to sleep in. No, I do not. You don't?
1: Like, I, I do. Obviously, it's nice. But then I get stressed that I wasted the day. Like, that's what I... Like, I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to renewing my license. But then I get anxious about sleeping in. So, okay, I don't you're know.
0: Not you're not lazy. The,
1: the cool thing about me is that I'm never
0: relaxed ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cool thing. That should have been one of the weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, but it does say Leo dislikes being ignored, facing difficult reality, and not being treated like a king or a queen. Oh, yeah. So, I guess- I mean,
1: I don't think anyone likes being ignored. No, that would, that's just rude. I it's- mean, I have a poster that says center of attention, so I guess I don't like being ignored.
0: No, well, yeah, that's, that's true. And if you, I don't know, unless you're like a huge interview- introvert. Right. But I don't want
1: to be like, I don't want to be everyone's paying attention to me. Like, I'd rather kind of fall into the background, but I don't want to be
0: actively ignored. Yeah, no, that's just sad. Um, Can we talk about the likes? Yes, the likes. Okay. theater, taking holidays, being admired, expensive things, bright colors, fun with friends. (laughs) I do like fun with friends. I do like the
1: theater. I'm almost finished learning the entire rap to the song 96,000 from In
0: the Heights. Oh my God, I haven't watched it yet.
1: Oh, you should watch it. It's so good. I know Usnavi's part, but I'm still learning Sunny's part. That's the character who has the second part of the rap. It's such a good song. So I'm into that.
0: Okay, so next mm-hmm. episode that you're on, you'll be wrapping for us. For sure. Okay, so I'm gonna, let's read a bit more about your like compatibility. So let's scroll down a bit. Um, okay. Leo, love and sex, the good stuff. Um, friends, I'm just gonna read like, a little bit. Like We don't have to get into the gist of it, but Leo's generous, faithful, and a very loyal friend born with a certain dignity and commitment to individual values. They have a need to help others. Very true for you. Even if it takes a lot of time and energy, you are a very doting friend. Um is there anything else you want me to read from there? Can I go to family? Oh, I didn't read this
1: part yet, so I don't know. Okay. It's all surprise. You, know you
0: read what? it. Okay, family, this is false. Family matters won't be the first thing Leo will think about when they wake up in the morning or lie to bed at night. You are very family-oriented. Um, careers and money, they're highly energetic and always need to be busy, no matter the need for employment. Medium. You'd be good. It says, oh, Ari, you'd be good. Acting and entertainment are ideal f- because you'd like to...
1: Oh, that's what people always say. Like, what would you be your alternate? You know, people say like, what would you do if you weren't this? I always say I wish I could be a pop star, but not a famous one. I want to have all the perks of being famous, but no one
0: recognizes me. So you want to be Kurt Cobain?
1: Yeah, or like Sia. Sia? You know the one who wears like the big... Uh,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, I just want to be a pop star. Like, if someone could like bless me with the ability to like act, dance, and sing, and I could have my own or tour.
0: and actually do those things, so...
1: I would love to have a tour. Vegas, if you're looking... Yeah. some sort of person uh, yeah so maybe that maybe that's good for me okay well that's that's my uh, secret like okay like hannah montana i think is a better example like i'd love to be yeah. hannah you could be lola lofnagel oh thank you so much <laughs> i'd
0: love to be lola lofnagel <laughs> actually i'd rather be jackson Rod stewart oh um, yeah think flabbit how to attract the leo woman leo's very warm-hearted and driven by the desire to be loved and admired and as well people born under the leo sign love to be in the limelight so you have to treat her well respect her compliment her and see her fit to live a luxurious lifestyle she deserves Ooh. okay so i mean i don't think that you need a luxurious like i don't think that's really you but anyone deserves yeah. to be treated well and respected and complimented jesus christ
1: i think respect is just like a general thing that everyone yeah. should have
0: the hell it's draw astrology zodiac signs.com Um, you don't like competing for love and wants to have clarity on the role in a partner's life.
1: Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Those are all pretty basic things. I think generally this somewhat halfway relates to me, but some of it is so general that anyone could kind of find a way to say it relates to them or it doesn't. And that's how you get all people hooked in.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and just so anyone out there and, you know, Ari, who you should be most compatible with though is Aries, Gemini. Libra and Sagittarius
1: cool I love that I can't really say Sagittarius
0: with my list but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said it for you but okay. okay so I think that just generally you could probably put a bunch of adjectives and it will work <laughs>
1: probably not all of them though we did identify some of the like likes and dislikes that didn't yeah. work for me okay should we go through yours Robin's strengths are that she's reliable, patient, practical, devoted, responsible, and stable. These are such great traits.
0: These are, yeah, these are decent ones. But do I actually think that I am them?
1: Uh, you're reliable. I'm you're patient. You're devoted. I, think, uh, I guess you're practical. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I think I think I have moments where I'm practical. Other times, though, I'm driven by emotion. But I've been trying to be more practical in my life. There we go. It's all about learning about yourself. self discovery yeah. baby. Um, again, no patience, something my parents would probably disagree with. Right. Okay. So we'll say
1: maybe that one, but I see you as patient. Thanks, sorry. Weaknesses are stubborn,
0: possessive, and uncompromising. I don't think you're really any of these. I think I'm stubborn. I'm definitely stubborn. Are you stubborn? A thing as a Taurus, I think that I 100% am. And again, another thing I try and work on, I try and let people watch TV and like, you know, start watching The Bachelor at later at the night when my parents are watching something. But right, I, I you're am. pretty stubborn. I, am. I think I'm stubborn. Corey would definitely say like, "You're so annoying. You're a Taurus. You're, you're stubborn."
1: Right. He he knows his like sun falling and moon rising or whatever
0: you call he it. He doesn't um, really, but I think he just knows that Tauruses are stubborn. Like, just doesn't want to deal with me.
1: Right. Well, I mean, one of the cool things about you, if we look at our tourist likes over here, you got gardening, we got cooking, we got music, romance, high-quality clothes, working Mm. with your hands. You definitely like high-quality clothes. You definitely like cooking, but we'll translate it to baking. Yeah. You love music. Yeah. Like romance. I don't know so much about gardening.
0: Gardening, I can't say I'm a huge fan of. I did plant a little vegetable garden this summer but it died oh I didn't well, even know I'm that a successful gardener well
1: you tried remember I we think. said doesn't matter if you're good you just gotta try
0: I think that just
1: with everything yeah absolutely okay our tourist dislikes are sudden changes complications mm-hmm. who likes any of these things <laughs>
0: insecurity of any kind and synthetic fabrics, synthetic fabrics. <laughs> that's so random Okay, but you know what's really weird is that recently I never used to do this before. But when I buy, if I am gonna buy clothes, I make sure that they're a fabric like cotton or just something that I can breathe in. Of
1: course you do. Well, this this goes back to your uncompromising. You need it to be cotton.
0: Need it to be cotton. Okay, whatever. These literally, this can be for anybody. But at the same time, maybe just other signs and other people in general are better at dealing with them, and Taurus is just really bad with like complications, like. Bish, I don't want to deal with complications. Who does? Avila V
1: made a whole song about it. One always has to be prepared to have patience for a tourist lover. They are extremely sensual, touch, smell, mm-hmm. and all pleasurable senses being extremely <laughs> important to them. But they also need time to create a safe environment and relax in their sexual encounters.
0: Thank you for reading that, Ari. <laughs> all right. Okay.
1: It says that you're strong and loyal. and are strong
0: it says that sometimes they're a bit gooey. I do get gooey. And I... Kiss people like you. Yeah, it says like it can get gooey and intimate with loved ones, but that's the thing. Is I, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, like when
1: you kissed me so many times at our dance recitals, I would have like lipstick marks all over my face. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> was always kissing everyone. Good luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> On the cheek. <laughs> really weird. Now I don't like doing that.
1: it's <laughs> like, usually, be great like today.
0: Honey. Um.
1: Yeah. Anyways, if you want to seduce a woman born with her son in the Taurus, you will need to appeal to her sense of romance. Taurus, i don't know why i said it with that intonation <laughs> Taurus women want to be courted and slowly seduced even I'm- when they have already decided to enter a
0: relationship with someone
1: i like the idea of courting you need a like you need a um a chaperone for that right no
0: yeah it's very it's very bridgerton of me very bridgerton I, I don't know like I feel like my relationships moved pretty fast past my relationships have moved pretty fast but now I'm like let's, let's slow down the pace let's just try to enjoy um let's just try to I don't know enjoy getting to know each other first
1: I think you could pull this in either direction
0: yeah and perfect. make
1: this work for you or not mm-hmm. that's what I learned about horoscopes today they make it kind of work for everyone Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to anyone listening to this who's big on horoscopes.
0: Well, like, I posted to my Instagram today um, just to see what generally people thought about the signs. And the majority voted that yes, they do think that they relate to their signs. Okay.
1: Well, the people have spoken.
0: uh, people have spoken 60 to 40. Again, this is like a small sample of people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Compared to the rest of the world. But according to my Instagram followers, that is the case. And, you know, I think it's totally fair. I think it's totally fair that people, we all need something to believe in. Yeah. Um, I do think that a lot of like, for me, like the compatibility thing, it says like I can go with Cancer, Virgo, Capricorn, and Pisces. My brother and dad are Cancers, my mom, and a lot of my friends are Capricorns. Okay. Virgos. So I see that. Like I It think- works. Yeah, I think that in general, like, those kind of relationships I have just seem to we have a natural connection. But, like, Liddy, that's my brother, so I would hope it. And, like, my dad, so I hope I have a natural connection. One like, Yeah. When Nicole was saying how she thought we had, like, a very easygoing vibe going on. So I think that, you know, you can take everything with a grain of salt. Um, it's fun. It's interesting to read. But, like, would not dictate my life based on horoscopes. And just, No.
1: No. I wouldn't either, but I think it's fun. And it's all about finding the things that you enjoy. And if you enjoy
0: this, then do it up. Absolutely. enjoy. Absolutely enjoy. It's something to have some fun with. So overall, Ari and my take with Zodiac signs and personality and individuality, somewhat relatable, but too open for interpretation and too general. Right. Could you imagine if like all the Tauruses in the world were like everyone born between April 20th and May 20th was like want to be a gardener? What would we do? we'd have so many gardeners. It would just be a very strange world if if everyone led by astrology.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. But it's fun to look at. And I'm glad I learned a little bit about myself today. You know, things I didn't know about myself. Like, for example, the fact that I am uh, lazy and flexible, arrogant, stubborn, and (laughs) self-centered.
0: Perfectly describes you, Ari. Yeah. Ari, this was so fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast um, and for just talking a bit about your life experiences and how that led you to who you are today, even though you're
1: constantly evolving. Yeah, we're always changing. We're not changing. We're always evolving. Yes. But thank you, Robin, for having me. It was such an honor to be on the Inglorious RBG. I'm very excited about that. And I'm looking forward to listening to all your future episodes. If you're not already liking and subscribing, what are you doing? Go do it.
0: Wow, thanks for the boost. Love you, Ari.
1: Of course. And follow her on Instagram too.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ari. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Inglorious RBG. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. Have a great week. I'll see you next Monday.